Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz, nightly Ramadan reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytan ar-rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim, wa bihi nasta'in. Wa s-saratu wa s-saramu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. In life, we need inspiration. We need a sense of motivation. We need guides, we need mentors, we need role models. We often take from what we see from others in order that it allows for us to commit to action during the course of our lives. Which is why within the whole of Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents a wide array of different examples. He tells us about those who have come before us, not such that we take a look at figures or individuals, or groups of people even within history in order to understand it for history's sake, but rather that we take their examples and we see ourselves in those very moments. What would I have done if I lived during the time of Abraham or Moses or Jesus, peace be upon all of them? What would I have done if I was in the communities of Ad and Thamud and As-Salih and Hud and all of the prophets of God who have come prior to the Messenger. Similarly, when we read and we learn about the life of the Prophet, again, he himself was an example for us. And when we take a look, we study his life, we read about his history, we ask, where would we be when we were in his company? If we were to be in his company, would we be amongst his closest confidants and companions, ready? to sacrifice ourselves for him at any given moment? Or no? Similarly, when we hear about the story of Karbara and that of Hussein alayhi salam, where would we have lined up? Behind the grandson of the Messenger of God or with the majority, the army of Umar bin Sa'ad, upwards of 30,000 people ready to shed his sacred blood. Examples, role models, inspiration, All of that is intrinsic to what it means to be a human being. We read books, novels, watch movies, listen to podcasts, whatever it might be, oftentimes to take a sense of inspiration so that we find purpose in what it is that we're doing from a very young age, even to our adulthood. Which is why on this particular eve, I want to reflect a little bit in regards to one of my role models a role model for so many, an individual who is known for his strength and of his courage and his bravery, but at the same time his generosity and his compassion and his care for the orphans and the widows. Again, someone who is heroic when we narrate his loyalty in the battlefield, at Badr, at Uhud, at Khandaq, at Khaybar, at Hunayn, at Jamal, at Safin, at Nahrawan, and on and on. But at the same time, who demonstrated a sense of care and love and compassion for anyone who sought it, anyone who needed it. He was the first of those to believe in the Messenger. And throughout the course of his life, Ali ibn Abi Talib, peace and everlasting blessings be upon him, lived that prophetic model 
that we seek and that we strive during the course of our lives. And on the morning of the 19th of the holy month of Ramadan, as he was preparing for his Fajr prayers, Ali ibn Abi Talib, peace and blessings be upon him, was performing his Nawafil prayer. When an individual came as he was standing up from Ruku' and struck him on his sacred head, leading to his eventual martyrdom on the 21st of the holy month of Ramadan. But I don't want to recount and recollect his merits because that's for another day and for another discussion. But rather to take a little bit of inspiration from him, peace and blessings be upon him. Because when I want to go back to that question for just a moment, when we say Ali for so many who have grown up in a community where they've learned about the life and the legacy of Ali, he's often connotated again with that sense of strength, with that strength of fidelity, this notion of bravery and courage. But as we know within Islamic tradition, strength is not something solely physical, but rather something that stems from something within the spiritual, the soul. What allows someone like Ali السلام, who is known for fasting during the day, and as we know when we fast during the day, our bodies weaken, they don't become stronger. And he was known to be awake in the darkness of the night, be it performing acts of prayer and acts of obedience and worship and supplication, or distributing food and water toward the orphans and the widows of Kufa. Where did he find that strength to lead as he was the head of the Islamic State for four and a half years? Where did he find that strength to be the commander of the general of the Muslim army in the way that he was during the time of the Prophet as well as during the time as the Caliph of the Muslims? Where he had approximately one-third of the world as we know it today under his authority, that strength again came from his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It came from a sense of God consciousness. It came from a sense of taqwa. And that's the big theme of all of this. We go back to our conversation on the very first nights of the holy month of Ramadan. Kutiba alaykum as siyam kama kutiba ala min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we're prescribed fasting upon you in the same way that we prescribed it upon those who have come before you. So that you might have taqwa. You might become God conscious. You might feel the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when someone is in the company of the Creator, they don't look, they don't feel, they don't seek anything else. Nothing else matters because of the pleasure and contentment that we gain while in the proximity to the Lord of the worlds. And it's Ali alayhi salam in his famous words, he describes amongst the qualities of those who have taqwa, amongst the qualities of the God conscious, هم رحبانا بالليل لُيُوثٌ بالنهار. They are worshippers by the night and they are lions and wild beasts by the day. And that's exactly what Ali ibn Abi Talib exemplifies. His relationship with God during the darkness of the night, in the early part of the morning, in the last part of the evening, 
And we have an abundance of ahadith that speak about those individuals who spend the beginning of their day and their end of their day in obedience and worship to God. The effects of that worship will infuse the rest of their day. Let me give you an example. That if we begin every morning, every morning when we wake up, the first thought that comes to our mind is performing the morning prayer, reciting some verses of the Qur'an, supplicating, worship, meditating, whatever it might be, reflecting upon God's creations. Anything that's connected with God in the beginning of the day, and naturally at the end of the day, before we go to sleep, everything in between will also be again infused with a sense of God consciousness. There'll be so much blessing in that given day. But take a look at the way that many of us live our lives. And I speak to myself before anyone else. The first thing that I take a look at when I wake up is my emails, my social media, before I even get off the bed. And the same goes for the last part of my day. Over here we see how distant we are from those who are truly God conscious. What's that which bothers me? What's that which worries me, which concerns me while I'm asleep at night? The first thought that comes to my mind is to look at my Instagram page. I need to sort of sit back and reflect and reevaluate my purpose. Again, going back to the words of Ali, They are worshippers by the night and that gives them the inspiration and the motivation to become luyuthun bin nahar, to become lions by the day. To fulfilling responsibilities for your family, for your community, to make a difference to those around you. That inspiration comes again from the darkness of the night and our obedience and our worship and our connectivity with ourselves and in turn with our Creator. Because when we spend that time to communicate and to converse and to whisper with the Creator of the heavens and the earth, Again, the effects of that conversation have the potential to allow for meaningful change within these hearts and souls, whereby, again, everything looks a little bit clearer. Everything is a little bit more focused when we begin our day. And you go to school, you go to work, you spend time with family, whatever it might be. Again, because of that inspiration that you gain. If someone, for instance, begins their day with exercise and a healthy meal, we know that that can naturally affect the way that they think about their day in a positive manner. It gives them a sense of confidence. It gives them a sense of purpose. They feel good about themselves. And naturally, that positivity and that vibe can also externally manifest toward everyone around. Now imagine, not when you're disciplining your body, but when you're disciplining your soul, which sort of effect it has externally. That's when we go back toward the life and the legacy and the wisdom of the commander of the faithful Ali ibn Abi Talib salam, that which gives him the strength, that which gives him the sense of authority, that which allows for him to make the differences that he did during the course of his life, that which draws us to loving him, to adoring him, to seeking to learn about him, again, starts with his obedience and his connectivity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on these nights in which we recollect his tragedy, 
so often the nights of the 19th and the 21st and the 20th, 20th and the 21st of Ramadan, which again marks the day of his eventual martyrdom, it's important that we take inspiration from his words, that we take a sense of inspiration from his deeds and from his actions, that we seek to resemble ourselves after him and be worshippers by night and lions by day. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.